bro, cards, bro, cards, bro, cards, bro, cards, bro, cards. Welcome back to bro cards, the people's card podcast. I'm Connor. Uh, it is a Wednesday, uh, Thursday afternoon uh, in Philly, five o'clock, a little happy hour podcast. Uh, we have a special guest today. We all know what's coming up. We've been counting down the days and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll introduce him in a second. But first, I'll get to my co-host, my brother at Ryan, Philly Cards 25. Uh, he's already come at me before we started recording, but I think we're, we're going to do OK. It's going to be a good podcast. How you doing, Ryan? No, it's best that I came at you before because what we we're talking about was not podcast worthy and it's personal so the the brother the the hardcore brother stuff can stay to the side but i'm doing well um it's been a stressful two weeks for me again something i don't want to talk about on the podcast but shout out to uh amen at sports connection he hit me with a text say he goes your ian gary got came back from psa and that was a card that i pulled at the first trade night we ever had at sports connection Ian Gary select uh, tie dye at a 25 PSA 10. So your boys up. I'm happy with that note. But like Connor said, we got a special guest on tonight. The biggest dumper in Fishtown. Dump, dump, and dump. Uh, you already know who it is. So uh, Backyard Brett, how are we feeling tonight? Doing pretty well. Thank you guys for having me as always. Uh, it's been just fire so far uh, behind the scenes. I came on for a recording, just lots of arguing. And then as we came on, both bros here just like, can't talk about what's going on in my life, but how are you guys? Good, man. Can't talk about what's going on in my life. How are you? And I'm just like, here I am. Let's, let's talk. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're happy to be here, Brett. I, I feel like you like can understand me and Ryan's bickering though. Like I don't feel bad, like bickering in front of you. No, I, I typically, I log on like 10 minutes early, do a little therapist session and then we roll into cards. So here yeah. we are. I feel like Brett would be a good therapist. A hundred percent. No, and it's it's good because I mean he's my brother, so I could be kind of a dickhead to him and tell him how I exactly how I want to feel, and I don't have to care about his feelings because yeah, it's just what it is. Yeah, you said this on on the past podcast that like you're meanest (laughs) to your closest friends. So I mean, you're not my friend; you're my brother. Yeah, so I get you as my brother, but I I mean extra. Lately, you you've been more of a friend. So (laughs) not. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's been some scenarios where I'm like, is Connor my friend or my brother? And I want you to be my brother. So, is it, I mean, uh, we got to cut that part I'll out. Cut, I'll cut out that part. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're starting hot today, dude. I mean, part of me, I do feel bad about this. Um, I missed uh, Dimes' birthday bash. If you want to, yeah. Dimes is not here tonight. I feel bad. And I wish Dimes was on the pod. He's too busy saving lives at the pool. Uh, but shout out to Dimes. He's our guy. I mean, shout out to Dimes. He's on the lifeguard stand right now. 100% buying cards on eBay. There's probably yeah. an old woman drowning in the pool and he For wouldn't sure. even be able to give her CPR even if she was drowning. So that's a quick uh, hit at Dimes. But I just wanted to say, Dimes, as our manager lately, you've been killing it. I genuinely miss you being on this podcast tonight because you added an extra element that I feel like we needed at the time. So Dimes, thank you for keeping us organized, guys. Uh, there's going to be a Bro Cards YouTube page popping soon. We know that Dimes is zapped, probably cutting clips as we speak. If he's at the <laughs> lifeguard stand, instead of buying cards on eBay, uh, he's probably cutting clips for us. So just a quick shout out to Dimes. You've been killing it lately. Just keep doing you. Sure. And I didn't take Dimes to be the guy that like didn't tell anyone that it was his birthday. You know what I mean? Like, I thought Dimes' birthday, like, the actual day itself, he would have, like, said something, but he didn't say anything. Yeah, well, he said something a few days before when we were planning out what we were going to do for his birthday. Uh, so that's You must have just been AWOL in the group chat, like, per usual. So, yeah, you've been asleep at the wheel for... I got a lot going on. You know I got a lot going on. As an unemployed guy, you have a lot going on. But I'm not... <laughs> it is true. As a guy that just got laid off, you are the busiest laid off i'm busy as fuck i've been outside a lot i've just been outside no you've been outside because i have a full-time job and like a full schedule and i've been going by your schedule as an unemployed fuck (laughs) okay okay so let's go through what i have going on i'm unemployed looking for jobs i've been interviewing i just got an i just got a job offer so pat on my back gonna already said congrats to you i'm not gonna give you another pat on your back okay congratulations thank you brett your moderator brett i love it um and then, you know, I'm doing stand up as much as I can per week. And then, you know, uh, I haven't made this public until today, 
uh, I've been freelancing for Barstool Sports on two of their podcasts. Thank you for that faint clap. Uh, the two podcasts are... So what comes first, their podcast or our podcast? Our podcast. Uh, okay. I'm going to end up pitching our podcast to Barstool eventually. Oh, I just got to I gotta get comfy wumpy over there. I'm not going to... You know, you got to walk before you run. Um, <laughs> but go listen to... Uh, the anus podcast uh a new untold story is the full name uh of course i'm working for a podcast called anus but um a new untold story i'm i'm doing a bunch of production for them i was just on the podcast this week so check that out um but yeah i've been busy dude i spent the past 2 days in new york um working out of hq working out of barstool hq which was overwhelming but very fun and congrats to you because that's like a little dream come true for you. I know like even like five years ago, you were writing an article for March Madness about like Villanova basketball and following them, doing that for free for Barstool. So the yeah. fact that you're getting paid for them, congratulations. Um, second off, I need you to stop being a flake. That's true. I will stop being a flake. I know my life is starting to balance now. No longer running around all the time. I don't have weekend stand-up dates coming up like crazy so like i'm here i'm focused and shout out to our moderator sorry for me and connor just bickering this whole time i want, I want to get you involved as well so like brett like how has your last week been like how Wait. ready are you for this fishtown show Be- like before i say that rye great host move right there that was that was that was <laughs> class a just like being aware that we haven't spoken to brett in five minutes because me and you are just bickering but yes ryan great job all right well you just you could have just told me that after the podcast. Now you just interrupted Brett again. Brett, sorry, take two. How are you doing this week? How excited are you for the Fishtown Card Show next weekend? Uh, I'm very excited. Before we get to that, I just wanted to circle back to one thing Connor mentioned. You know, you said that Danny Dimes, as Connor stuffs his face with a donut, uh, you mentioned that Danny Dimes was extremely quiet about his birthday. You know, so quiet. I didn't get an invitation to his birthday bash, which is so odd. You know, we've been like talking all the time. I've been trying to grow my stuff out here. Like I thought him and I were boys. You guys were getting together to celebrate Danny Dimes. You know, you think I at least um, get like a little shalom there. Yeah. Fellow tribes members. I can't invite invite somebody else to his birthday party, but like Dimes, like where was Brett? Like that's, that's a you, that's a you and you relationship there. I get an, I get an invitation to the pod, but not the birthday party from Dimes. I, I mean, I see where his priorities are. I'm clearly just like a, a, a work husband to him. Um, and it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't bleed into the personal life, but you know, it's, it's good to know. I will say yeah. though, outside of like the friendship realm, you and Dimes are like amazing work husband, work wife. I feel like you guys just jive. We definitely do yeah. for a, a number of reasons. We definitely do. So like, as our, as Dimes being our manager for bro dot or for bro cards. Like how has he done so far managing the relationship with you? Oh, fantastic. He is extremely responsive and organized. And he always yells at you guys to make sure you bring up the fish town card show, which I appreciate very much. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's the best. He's one of these days I'm going to steal him from you guys and he's going to, you know, be a fish town card show guy. But until then, you can, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Those are fighting sweet. words, Brett. You don't want a war on your hands, my guy. We're on the same team. Yeah, if you start trying to poach Danny Dimes, I mean, I'm taking your kneecaps out. No offense. I'll even I'm start gonna, chucking hands. I'm going to take it one year at a time. Maybe 2023, 20, I get invited s- to the birthday. I'm going to say there's zero shot of that because just one little <laughs> gift that I gave to Dimes. Um, we were, we've been talking about Dimes' shoe game for a while. And we agreed that the mutton chop should stay. Um, his mom thinks otherwise, but we think that they should stay. And um, I upgraded his shoe game this weekend. Got him Air Max. No, you did two- it. Yeah, I, I bought him Air Max 270s. Uh, he's been killing it for the pod. And I thought he needed some new drip. So, like, just That's those awesome. sneakers alone, like, they added, they gave him a few inches. Um, I mean, he needed a few inches elsewhere, but we gave him a few inches on the feet. <laughs> And it's been very beneficial for him. He's walking with a whole new swagger. So when you see dimes at the Dude. fish, John card show, just know he's dripping. Dude. Wow. I'm, I'm going to have to consider some sort of like entrance music at the fish town card show. When dimes that would be with the new sick tip. as fuck. He's, 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 he's a taller man now. Like the shoes give him a few <laughs> inches. He's walking different, dude. But yeah, um, he called me. He's got a new swagger to him. Like I'm very impressed with what I've been seeing from dimes. Yeah. I mean, Dimes is crushing it. We all know it. 
But speaking of the Fishtown show, because um, that obviously Brett's always on the pod and, and a, a third co-host at this point when he can swing in. Um, but like, I'm very excited for the Fishtown show just because since the national, at least me personally, I've kind of like moved my eyes away from cards to like take a break and like mentally refresh and like game plan again. You know what I mean? So I, I like, I wasn't sick of cards, but I also Rye, like you brought this up. Like I didn't want to look at my cards. I didn't want to go onto eBay. And like, now that it's starting to creep up, I'm like, all right, let's, what am, what am I buying? What am I selling? What, what are my moves? Yeah, I mean, everybody needs a little break from cards, especially when I used cards as an outlet when I was younger, just to kind of get away from all the BS. And now it's a full time job for me. So I can't really escape it. So like, I know what you mean by like, just taking a break from cards. But when you say you're taking a break from cards, you were taking a break at the national with cards. Like you were there for like two hours. I well, I missed one day. And then the other days I was there almost the whole time. I wish I had like a fake news button in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But like how many times can I walk? Like there's a, there was only so many moves I could make at the national. Have you ever tried to like work on your negotiating skills or how you approach it, a table or finding a deal from a table? Like, I feel like you just go into every single table with the same mindset and nothing ever changes. Like you have to be yeah. different with how you approach people. It's tough because I, we've talked about this before, but like, I'm just not a negotiator. I'm just going to ask you. Not yet. But like, it hasn't gotten better is what I'm saying. <laughs> I guarantee, dude, when I first started like bringing you out to card shows, you would literally negotiate against yourself. So the yeah. fact that you're not negotiating against yourself now. That's a dub. Is a that's dub. A, that's a dub. It's baby steps, right? Yeah. Brett, have you always been a born negotiator? Like, are you always down to like... I don't know. I, I just don't have that like natural skill set there. Yeah, it's terrible. I as <laughs> I do real estate full time and I'm so annoying to vendors at shows. Like so, so annoying. I'm a guy that like if I say I'm firm on something, like I'll be like, I'm firm at six hundred and they'll be like, All right, just meet me at six twenty. And I'll just literally be like, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'll start walking away and like nine out of ten times they'll, you know, tap you on the shoulder. Ooh. But I'll do that. I'll do that online too. Like I'll just tell people I'm firm that everyone always comes back just above whatever you say you're firm at. And I'll just be like, man, thank you so much. Good luck with your sale. And nine out of 10 times, either like right away or even the next morning, they're messaging you back. So yeah, I'm just like, I'm very patient and I'm happy to walk away, even if that means not getting a deal. So it works out in my favor when I go to sell a card. I know I got a good deal on it initially. See, Connor, that's the biggest thing is patience and being able to walk away from a deal. Because I feel like even if, the card's not a good deal. You're like, fuck it. I wanted the card. So I'll overpay right now where I'm like, dude, that card's not that rare. Like it's going to pop up again and you might yeah. be able to get, get it even cheaper. Well, so, like, I'm, I'm out of that. Learn? I'm out of that cycle where I'm just overpaying for like crappy cards. Like I think I paid pretty fair on the Giannis patch I picked up. Like I think I, I was paid a good buy pretty fair on my Herbert auto. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the biggest more- thing for you is I feel like when you come to a card show, say you come home with $500 cash, you want to spend all 500 and you need to learn to just walk away. Well, I actually at the national, I came home with cash. Okay. I, so you're learning. So you've gotten better. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. But, but Brett, I want to get your, actually, before we get to that, like when you're at the Fishtown show, I'm curious about this because you're the guy, everyone knows who you are at the Fishtown show for the most part. Does that help you in negotiations at all? Has that backfired? Has that made you weary to like kick vendors in the dick per se? Yeah, I think some people purposely want to do a deal with me. They want to come up to my table and talk to me and say they've been coming to the show for a little while or it's the first time or whatever. On the other hand, I think people assume that because I run a card show, I am like an expert on cards and you guys know that like i am definitely not i'm definitely still on my own you know collecting adventure and learning um so people just assume they like you know if i offer them something on their card that i must know something they don't because i run a card show so i must know all these prices um but i'm striving to be an expert in card shows much more than i am in cards so i think people constantly overestimate my uh my skills when it comes to actually like cards and pricing and buying at shows that, I feel like that could be a good thing too. 
And I mean, I, I know what you're talking about, Connor, because like I've seen so many people over the years that have like huge followings on social media where people just want to come up to them and make a deal with them. So even if they're getting bent over, they want to build that relationship moving forward. So like I've I've seen I've seen that before. Yeah. Um, but but Brett, tell us. So what are we expecting this time around? This is the fourth. That's correct. Fishtown Card Show, Volume Four. August twenty eighth. Eighth. I'm, Ten I'm days. I, I was testing you, Ryan. You no, there's no shot because I know that like I I, I thought I have something else on the twenty seventh, so I was, I was back and forth. I knew but, it was next weekend though. Like next weekend. Shout out to all the people that were at the first fish down card show at the Fillmore. Yeah. Brett, you threw me a DM with like a hundred followers. And we reached it back out to you. I just want to put that out there. Day one. Day one. Hell yeah. But yeah, you guys, you guys are A1 day one. 9 a.m. Nine for early? Correct. Early 9 a.m. doors open. 9 a.m. doors open. Rivers Casino, one of the nicest rooms a card show could be held in, uh, My, I personally think. Um, right before the start of football season, I think college football maybe starts that Saturday or the week after. But, Brett, what can we expect the uh, fourth time around? Uh, well, thank you for that. Um, I try to take a lot of people's feedback all the time. Every time we have a show, I'm talking to vendors and attendees and try to make different changes. And there was one huge thing that kept coming up that I'm finally able to implement that I can announce here for the first time. And that is we're banning Nick SP sports cards. Like he just <laughs> can't be there. I don't want him to come in. I don't want him posting about the show anymore. He's really been turning people off lately. Um, so that was kind of my first order of business for this time around. Nick, not allowed to be associated with the show this time around. Is Power it because move. he's an op or? Uh, it's really nothing, you know, you guys understand. I can't really talk about it on the podcast, but, mm. you know. It's, Just a general, uh, a general bad vibe is what you're saying? Yeah, I think it's really for the best for the brand um, that we just kind of sever ties now. I so respect it. Nick SB ban. No complaints here. Just kidding. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll, I'll settle this then. <laughs> We've got we've got the Nick SP band. Uh, if you have mutton chops, you actually are going to get in for free this time. That's different than what we've done the last couple times. And then if you buy a T-shirt at the show, uh, it comes with a free hug from Koch. You get the shirt, you put it on. He'll, he'll be there right at the front. He'll give you a hug. Um, and, so those are kind of the three things we're working on this time. And I heard if you like squeeze Koch, he says dump. So like he's kind <laughs> of like a, a whoopee cushion. Yeah, it's it's like a Pillsbury Doughboy kind of thing. You don't you can just tickle his tummy and he just he just says dump over and it's over like, again. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> and if you try to squeeze Ryan, he will punch you in the face. No, I will not. I'm cool. <laughs> I get all of my anger out at boxing. I do not want to fight anybody at any card show, unless Eamon, Gamebred, Masvidal gets in <laughs> another scrap. I'm standing right by his side. Ooh, ooh, Especially burn, after burn, that burn. Ian Gary. P- yeah, especially after that Ian Gary PSA 10, like, Amen. you let me know. You have your people talk to my people. It's on site. It's on site. Uh, but yeah, Connor, you started talking about sort of the timing. I, you know, having gone through this now for a calendar year cycle, it seems like the national and football season are kind of like hobby New Year's, right? Like every, everything kind of resets. People plan for the national. They plan for football. And then everything else kind of comes after that. So I feel like the timing of this show being after national, being right before football starts, kind of like you said, people are revitalized. Maybe they just took a break, or maybe coming off national, they've got all this new income, or all you know, all excuse me, all this new inventory, or all this new cash, and we're hoping all those things kind of converge in one spot. Yeah, I'm excited to see new cards in uh, people's showcases. You know, like I feel like ever, like you said, a lot of people had turnover in their inventory since the national. Um, so it'll be nice not to see the same cards, um, that we're usually seeing at local shows. And the biggest thing for me is like a a lot of my friends, like that live across the country are like, yo, you're, you're coming to the Burbank show. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm staying right here because we're growing the Philly card scene and just Pennsylvania in general. Like, let's, let's grow this shit. Let's see where we can take it. Like, I feel like every, every fish down show has gotten better and better every Philly show has gotten better and better. First off, I, I want the Fishtown show to overtake the Philly show. So hopefully that can happen in the next few. And I think it's on its way. But like just growing the local scene in general from where we were at, like, say, two years ago to now, how many collectors there are just even in the city. I think it's like changing so much. Yeah. 
And we, we've mentioned this before, but the fact that, you know, part of the Fishtown show and Brett, correct me if I'm wrong or feel free to like add on, but like is to grow the Philly card scene and make it more, I guess, known more of a brand because I, th- I think it's very underrated and I think it's only getting better. Definitely. That's kind of been what it's turned into. Um, I think especially being on the schedule we are where this is going to be our last show for 2022. Our next show won't be until Pro Bowl week in 2023, right before the Super Bowl. I think these next couple months are going to be such a great opportunity, especially working with you guys and working with Sports Connection to do different free stuff outside of just card shows that continues to elevate the hobby. I mean, the amount of people I knew at Sports Connection for your trade now, I mean, even National and Atlantic City that were familiar faces from Fishtown or from, you know, just being friends of the pod. Um, it's pretty crazy. And to think that it's only been a year since I reached out to you guys. Um, it's crazy to think, well, you know, where we'll be another year from now talking. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the only goal at this point is to continue to just grow the local hobby in every direction. Facts. Facts. Um, what was I going to say? You're the right guy to make it happen too. Yeah. Brett, there couldn't be a better person to, to, to do it, honestly, not to be soft, but, uh, also got his head on straight. Did you get my email back to you today? I did. Do you want to share it with the class? I mean, you could share. I think it was pretty funny. What he said. I'll, I'll keep that one to myself. But thank okay. you. I appreciate it. But it was a, a swift response. <laughs> I think I got the email at like eight twenty three this morning. I probably responded by like nine. It was. Wow. I'm nice with it. You're on. You were the game. first response this time. I'm, I might have sent out about nine hundred and fifty no joke emails this morning, and you were the first response. Wow, <clears throat> kids changing. But Rye, you're wait, let me see that shirt real quick. What is that? Travis Scott McDonald shirt. Oh, that's kind of that's fresh. Cool, actually. Yeah, that's it is fresh. Cool. Thank you, boys. Um, I wanted to ask you about your plan for the Fishtown show because you had mentioned to me that you potentially want to do a quote unquote man on the street video. Ultimately, you know, talking to vendors, talking to um, you know, patrons walking around, making card content. So we will I will be able to get you like a microphone and either me or dimes will be on video, but yeah. what's your, what's your goal with that? So my goal is, I feel like I have uh, kind of a wild personality and sometimes it's hard to kind of translate over zoom and people don't really see who I am at card shows and how I communicate with people. And I feel like if you just took me for my words on my podcast and took me out of context, I could sound like a douchebag. But if you saw like how I, communicate with people in person and how many like good relationships I have within the hobby I think it could show a different side to me and the biggest thing is we record this podcast once a week there's a million people that I love to get on this podcast and if we don't get them on in the next month at least that I'll have say 10 minutes or five minutes of interview time with them so they at least feel like they're a part of what's going on and I just think it's good for content in general because like I've said I've been this hobby since I was 11 or 12 years old on social media. Like some of these guys I've known for like over five, 10 years. So like for me to just be able to walk around and freelance and just network with people, even if it's not for the whole show, I think it would just be a good opportunity for me. Yeah. Watching you at the national, like dap everyone up, like to me, right. Since I'm so new, a lot of these people are random usernames that like, I have no, you know, I've never actually met them. So it's like hard to put a face to the name. When you're at a card show, it's crazy the amount of people that you know. So that I think that is an important part, like you said, like gives context to like how wild you can be. It's all out of love. It's not like you're just being a dickhead. Yeah, I mean, I think that if I listen to this podcast and like I listen to certain episodes and I heard myself talk, like maybe I would have like a bad judgment on me. But like, I feel like as soon as you meet me at a show, like uh, like I'm always giving, I mean, I don't even want to talk about this, but like I'm always giving stuff away or yeah. Just like helping out people in general. And uh, I could see like where like that kind of gets lost because I'm, I don't really have a camera in my face all the time at card shows. And like I said, like I use this podcast kind of as an outlet. Like I talk to my brother, but like this is like I'm having my friends on and I'm BSing with them. Like if you want me to put on like a fake front, then that's one thing. But like this is like usually like how I'll talk to like my friends. And if that's like uh, it obviously could be an issue for some people, but I'd rather you think I'd rather, you know, the real me than have like a different perception opposite, of me in person. Yeah. yeah. Brett, what do you think about uh, Ryan making some content? I think it's a fantastic idea. First off, people just love live show content, whether it's just like talking to vendors or getting to hear, 
people negotiate or seeing what people picked up. People love live show content. Uh, and yeah, this is the first time hearing of it. I think it's a great idea for you guys. Obviously not every show that you're at is going to like be cool with you recording or, you know, put in their name. Like you guys obviously have such free reign at my show to do whatever you want. Like it's a great spot to just like walk around, walk behind tables, like sneak up on people, interview people. Um, I think it'll be awesome content for sure. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I just want to run up on a table when a big deal goes down and just be like, did you just dump <laughs> like yeah. a serious negotiation? Just like uh, freak, go up, yeah, go up to someone as soon as they make a purchase and like keep an eye on what card they bought and then just freak out that you're looking for exactly that card that was just stolen from your table a few minutes later and just start freaking people out. We can get some get some reactions going, some like impractical jokers at the show. Also, like in the beginning of this podcast, if you listen to our early episodes, like we definitely made a lot of comments about like making content at shows is like kind of cringy, but I feel like it's only cringy if you're making shitty content like no i feel like it's only cringy if you're not being yourself because like i've seen so many content creators where i'm like i see how you are on camera and then when something's not going your way at a card show you don't get the deal like you have like a flustered face and obviously you're going to cut that out of your content but i feel like if you kept that in it would make you more humanized if that makes sense 100 not everybody's going to have an amazing show and a great time at every card show. And I think that if you showed the balance, like sometimes you're not having a great day and sometimes the deal doesn't work out. I think showing that would be so much better than you just showing every single deal that you made and only positive things. Yeah, totally. And 100%. before we get off the topic too much, speaking of like doing prank videos, now I'm picturing like an actual impractical Joker style where we have dimes with like an earpiece going around the show and you guys are just feeding him lines to say to vendors. And there's a camera following him. I think I think there might be some legs to that. Imagine. I don't think we could do it around here because, like, I feel like we would need to travel to like another show and see the reaction. <laughs> yeah, but like, imagine Dimes going up to the biggest guy and scariest guy at a card show and going, "Are you just outside smoking dick?" Just right to his mitt with the chops on, like, dude. No, or Dimes just like stuff. Asking for a price, like the dude's just like looking on his phone, and before he can even like think about giving him a price, he's like, "Never mind, I'm all set, boss man." Just like all walking around, p- picks up the case, picks up the slab case, and just starts moving. Yeah, this is the card show content I'm here for. We just like or stage if, dimes into uncomfortable situations. Dimes makes them like pick. We make dimes pick out like 20 cards from a guy's showcase. He like looks at all of them, gets a price, automatic <laughs> no before he even gets the price, just automatic. <laughs> Or we just set dimes up at like a walk over to a booth and we just put clippers on this one hand where he's just cutting his chops while talking to a dealer in front of his table. <laughs> yes. I'm so down for that. But uh, Brent, uh, Connor, you're, 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 that microphone is so big. I think the people in the podcast can hear you just like eating your jewel smoke in between takes right now. You can all of a sudden you just kind of hear your voice got to just like well i've had a sore throat for like four days which is not good i wonder if a vape helps your sore throat i'm like kind of yeah it's definitely helping um yeah one thing that we have lined up for this show that we will do this time we are giving away fishtown card show tickets is that correct most definitely yeah we're going to be giving away some some free early entry tickets uh through the podcast through the socials and how many uh that is up to daniel dimes i told him he can have as many as he'd like so i know he was still working out the the logistics on it but it's going to be okay. a handful however many you guys want to give out prize winners we got tickets for him i think what like monday next week we'll we'll post about it that's probably the best plan of attack and then go from there yeah sounds good make sure you guys stay tuned uh to the bro cards instagram um and we'll have some stuff up early next week chance to win some free tickets and uh some other Arts. stuff going on in the I'm- show Definitely going to give away some cards for the show. This is, like I said, I, I'm very excited about the Fishtown card show. Like, we're, we're making it grow. I'm telling you. The the, P, the Philly card scene, like, we're such a big sports city. Like, we should be on top of, like, sports cards and this industry in general. Like, I feel like it's only going to, like, benefit all of us. 100%. And I found – I want to see if I can find this video. This video was really interesting to me. Give me one second. No, this is good podcast content. It's You're great podcast. Looking for a looking for a visual video. Brett, could you imagine growing up with this buffoon? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I could. But uh, you could who, probably do like who, a whole separate be, podcast on that. Yeah, who would be harder to grow up with? You think? 
And I, I, I will not get offended either way. I'm, I'm definitely, I probably lean more towards Connor's personality. So I feel like you and I would have probably clashed very similarly to how you and Connor clash yeah, for better or worse. Sense. No, I, I, I love the honesty, honestly. Yeah. But uh, I got a, I got I a hard of, enough to start taking some boxing lessons, I think. Well, okay. Here, here was the, the summary of what I found. Uh, I was on TikTok and it was a card account that was talking about how many different Trevor Lawrence rookie cards there are compared to Tom Brady. Do you want to guess over under like a rough estimate how many different Trevor Lawrence rookie cards there are? Um, what are you setting the over under at? Like, am I, how do I know what I'm taking uh, over? Let's or under? set it over under 1,000. I'm going to say it's under 1,000. I'm going to go over 6,000. Jesus Christ. Different out of 99s, different everything. So, like, it, it made me realize that an out of 99 is now like I feel like the new the new this regular. Is, and this is what we talk about all the time, right? A lot of those products don't mean shit. What's gonna sustain uh over time, in my opinion, is national treasures, contenders, flawless, um, immaculate, and some other products like that. But when you get to like the rookies and stars and the chronicles, like that stuff is so easy to just fall down. Um, and never oh, even be it. talked about again. Like I remember last year when Burroughs draft class came out, just in Chronicles football, there was like 35 one-on-ones or 30 one-on-ones. It's like, yeah. what's the point of a one-on-one at that point? Like, and we yeah, and now you're getting one of one downtowns and like, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, once you start pulling case hits that were in hobby in retail blaster boxes, that's when you're like, okay, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So the, the stat is, Trevor has 6,100 or 6,151 different rookie cards. Tom Brady has just 135. Wow. Buyers beware. There's the reason why there's a vintage boom right now, right? Yeah. No, that's fast. Yeah, right. That's big. All right, well, if you, if you came to this podcast to learn something, now you just did. You can turn it off. There's probably not going to be anything else you learned today, but you got, you got your thing right there. That was a good fact. Thank you. Yeah, I saw that. I'm still thinking about the pod, right? I know it's been a little snowflake, but um, yeah. Another another thing is uh, PSA is pretty much Dimes gave us a notes app of, of random things to talk about just in case we were stuck. But I think some card news in general is good, and that's why we like Dimes on here too, and also because he's hysterical. Uh, but PSA pretty much caught up on backlog. We'll start to grade through value subs now that the backlog is clear. Are too many slabs hitting the market? Is everyone just going to consign their junk slabs once they get back? I mean, I think the biggest thing for junk slabs is what not sales now, because you could sell a $2 slab on, you could sell it for $2 on eBay, or maybe you could sell it on whatnot for like five to 10 bucks. So for whatever reason, I feel like whatnot's been really good for like the lower to mid end stuff. Do I yeah. think that could potentially slow up a hundred percent because how many people still had subs coming back um, in general. And I feel like a lot of them are probably back by now, but how many people sent out cards in the $18 sub service and just in general, like some cards just aren't worthy of being in PSA holders. And I used to be a person that would literally grade everything. But like, once you start to look at it, if everybody were to grade every card that they could potentially make money on in PSA, what's the, what's like the actual value of a PSA holder? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and you bad. definitely saw it at national. I mean, the, the dollar bins have from a lot of the dealers have been replaced with just cheap slabs. Now like it's just slab, a box yeah. of cheap slabs from, you know, a dollar to even 50. And yeah, it's crazy. You've seen the turnover and it's only going to get worse as, as they finish the backlog over the next couple of weeks, couple of months at shows. And yeah, I think that's exactly what people will end up doing is just consigning and dumping if they don't have access to whatnot or something like that. I think we'll just see an influx of, cheap base PSA. I don't want to call it junk. So there's, it's, it, there's a card for everyone, but yeah. Um, but certainly, yeah, I think we'll see even there, more. Of that. There are more collectors now, which is like, you know, it helps ultimately the problem a little bit, but it's not like sustainable. You know, uh, who doesn't help the market at all? Flippers who? that don't hold on to anything. Yeah. And only buy at 60%. Like you do nothing for this industry. Yeah. No, you're, 
I mean, like, I get people wanting to make money, but at the same time, like, if you don't buy on eBay and help the actual market, what are you buying comps off of? Yeah. No, you're just tough. using everybody else's stuff and you're just leeching off. Of yeah, that. it's a leech move. It like drowns out the market. If yeah, I, it, there, it there needs to be up. a balance. So like I'm calling out any flipper that just de- genuinely doesn't put cards back or even like hold cards like a little longer in general. And they're, only they're going to kill the hobby 60 to 70 percent. And it's a lot of it's a lot of people. Yeah, making content, which sucks. And I hope that this podcast grows so like they could just hear like, I mean, I don't think we're like the greatest podcast to listen to but like i feel like how i've been doing like cards over the last year like i i feel like you need a balance you need to actually like likes the stuff that you're buying and not just think about what i can flip this for and that's the biggest difference i think in the last few years especially with the social media content is yeah there's so many more flippers and a lot less people that actually enjoy what they're buying yeah for yeah, sure that's, just, that's- just want to be clear from the Fishtown Card Show standpoint, uh, we love we love you all. You can flip the cards, mm-hmm. you can put them in your bike spokes, you can collect them, you can sell them to Ryan. You guys are all welcome at the Fishtown Card Show. Shout out to all the collectors. Shout out to the Amen. OGs. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up too is football is the hottest thing on the planet right now. But when will the basketball market rebound? But um, I think it's. I see what you did there. You like that. Brett, you can take this one first. Uh, I think shortly. I think it's all cyclical, and I've been trying to buy, and I'll be definitely trying to buy more at the Fishtown Card Show. But as soon as people are turning on their TV on a Tuesday night and and watching Luca, like I think the basketball market will be will 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 rebound, like you said. I think I think it's just a matter of time. The only thing that scares me is obviously there's so much money in basketball and it's been like the prime sport. But like if you looked at the viewership of like an NBA championship game versus just like a regular season or even a preseason NFL game, like doesn't that scare you? Like how much money is in basketball? And like I feel like the viewership like like isn't like something to kind of brag about at this point. Do you, do you think that will flip right with the increased NFL numbers? Like, well, I th- I think it just goes to show you how little card investors actually watch the NBA games and just pay attention to stat sheets and Fox Instagram scores, yeah. reels and whatever. And yeah, sure, that's a part of it. But like, if you're like at the end of the day, if you're not like enjoying what you're buying or watching, like, how long can that sustain? Fact for sure. I think the NBA is also a uniquely young sport. I think they have like a lot of basketball collectors. Modern basketball collectors are younger. Um, so yeah, even when the the TV TV numbers might not be the same, obviously not every game is nationally broadcast like the NFL is. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's still between the international angle and just the young people that are still such big fans of basketball and how like into the social media game the NBA is. I think um, I think they're going to be just fine personally. Yeah, and I, I just want to play devil's advocate. I'm still very bullish on the NBA in general, but like it's more of like a question on my end, like. How can like, I don't know, I I guess the international market kind of makes sense because I've been seeing like a lot of a lot more breaks coming from like all over the world. Like I saw this dude pool with Steph Curry logo, man. One of them. Oh, that was sick. That was a sick. Yeah, that was was an awesome video. And uh, Lameem James translated it and it was hilarious. Did he really? Uh, Oh, wait. Yeah, that was the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was was like, fucking Steph Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how like we are. Yeah. So like that shit is hype. Um, But like, yeah, like you said, the international market. And I feel like, um, the more that time goes on and the more people like around the world where it's just easier to like ship cards. If there's like one central location where you can kind of just trade cards like instantly, like I feel like the more cards that get in people's vaults or whatever, like this industry is just going to keep growing. Like cage said last week, like uh, vaping and betting five years ago was kind of like a weird thing. And you kind of had to hide it like sports cards two years ago. If I told someone I had, was doing sports cards two years ago they would have looked at me sideways even now like there's it's like a 50 50 chance if they're going to look at me sideways or not and i feel like as time goes on it's just going to be more accepted by the mainstream audience facts and you know who ride the um the anus podcast the host nick not the kid with the black hair the kid with the hat and the glasses uh he collects pokemon that's dope yeah so we were talking cards he wants to like 
I'll try to get him down for the Fishtown show potentially, but um, he has like a card shop he goes to all the time in New York. So he can be the Pokemon guy on our pod. Yeah, that'd be great to have him. Honestly, he'd be fun <laughs> if um, he would come on. I think he would. We'll see. Um, I had a question for. Well, first off, um, I think we need to do an NFL preview. I, we have like a few weeks for that. I think we have like two weeks or three weeks max, but we got to do a full deep dive uh, NFL preview just based on like who we think is going to be good. Not it, it could be card related, but like we talk about that every week. But Trey Lance, uh, I feel like we've seen every day a new hot. <laughs> you guys are raising the roof right now. Think, you can we've been talking, I've been talking about Trey Lance for so long, dude. Yeah, but I think like every day you see a new video of him in training camp, like throwing a bomb, you know, a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk, whatever it may be. And then you see like the other tweets that are like, Trey Lance is not good at throwing a football. So like you guys are fully on the Lance train at this point. I am too, but like you never know with these guys. When a quarterback takes you to the NFC championship and you're still not happy with the product and there's another young buck with the frame of Cam Newton and an, a cannon arm, I'm yeah. going to take the chance at him, especially with the team that's built around him. At this point, I I don't know if I want to. <sighs> you can make your money on Trey Lance now if you bought him at any point. But like to ride that wave, it just might be something I might be interested in. I think I'm going to ride that wave. I'm not moving my contenders auto. There's See, no that, that was a great pickup. That thing it's ain't moving. <laughs> Brett, what do you think about Lance? I love Trey Lance. Connor and I are big fantasy football guys, dynasty yeah. guys. I've been on Trey Lance from the jump. I just really trust Kyle Shanahan. So when he tells me that Trey Lance is the guy for that offense, I believe him. I think the coaching, the scheme, and the weapons, um, I think it's going to be really hard for him to miss. Like he's going to really have to be a below at like a significantly below average passer for, for it to all not work out. Yeah. He's got it's such a system over there. Like, yeah. And the fact that he's like gifted with running and can hit the deep ball. Could be a problem. Could be a problem for the rest of the league. Uh, but Definitely. Dynasty, me and Brett play in separate leagues, but we both play Dynasty fantasy football, which I think is the most fun style of fantasy football by a mile. So you keep, you draft, you do an initial draft, you keep your entire team rostered. You get like 26 spots, and then every year uh, you have a rookie draft. Um, and you can trade draft picks. It, it's really cool. It's like a real franchise type of situation. I had a question for you. I have the seventh pick in my fantasy draft and I'm looking at four wide receivers who might be available. So I want you to give me your top two or rank them all. Uh, Chris Olave. Okay. Sky Moore, Christian Watson or George Pickens. Not Christian Watson. That's for sure. Pickens to the moon. Yeah. Pickens to the moon right now. Olave is probably still my favorite. Like he might be the safest, wise. right? Yeah. But Pickens is clearly going to have a role immediately. Um, yeah, I'd be between those. I, I think I'd be Olave, Pickens, Moore, and then Watson on a different tier. I'm all Watson completely. Got it. So, like, do you think is it a mistake to take Pickens or Sky over Olave, or is that kind of like playing risk reward? It's too early to I tell mean, any of them. Yeah, I know, but I have my I, draft next weekend. I think I'm probably still on Olave. I don't know that Pickens has moved up quite that much for me. Okay. Uh, I think Olave has a chance to be a, a true alpha. Obviously, Michael Thomas is still there, so it might not be immediate. Uh, but I think he's got alpha potential in that offense. Okay. I'll so, tell you, I trust Brett's my go-to guy. If I'm making a trade or making any moves in Dynasty, I consult Brett. So let me ask you guys, I'm not in a dynasty league, but this is our first year where we did a keeper and uh, I ended up keeping CeeDee Lamb and I suffered my second round pick for it. So just to put this into perspective, I have the third overall pick this year and on the back end, I wouldn't be able to draft CeeDee Lamb in the second round. So yeah. do you think that that was a good hold or should I have just took somebody back later in the draft? No, I think... Based on your second round pick, if he wasn't going to be available, then see that was an easy move. CD yeah. stud because I got him in the third round last year and whatever. Yeah, you know how it goes. But yeah, sure. Um, I'd have to I'd have to see who your other options were. I usually try not to keep guys that early around, especially when like is it like a home league with friends that like mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So especially in home leagues, I always feel like there's going to be some bad picks. Guys are going to end up trickling down early on. So I try to like use my keepers later, take advantage of what's sliding early on, but the lamb's obviously a stud. You still got value there for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. I've come in first and second the last two years, so I'm no scrub myself in the fantasy football department. I've never yeah, I mean, won a no fantasy asked, championship. But... <laughs> <laughs> I've never won a chip in like going on 10 years. Of Honestly, that's football. embarrassing. Okay. I think I, I think I have three in probably like 12 years at this point. I think I started playing fantasy when I was like 11 or 12 and I've just never won. I've been in two bowls and just lost each time. So oh, I'm going to have to invite you to my league. That's good to know that we yeah, could use take, some more some of the water. I appreciate take, it. Take Brent, my you don't want this smoke. <laughs> um, all right. We have only a couple listener questions. Um, and, but we covered a lot and, we didn't really need them this week, to be honest, but um, shout out to all the bros that submitted them. We appreciate you. Anyone that submits every week, it helps us a lot. It's good interaction. So we appreciate you. <clears throat> uh, big man cards, 302. We kind of covered this a little bit, but maybe you can elaborate. Uh, what's next after Fishtown? How big you going? Uh, that's a good question. As far as vendors, we're around 130 right now. And I think that's going to be a nice sweet spot for us. I don't anticipate attempting to grow the show in that way over the next year. Um, it's just all going to be about people coming to the show, people knowing about it and showing up. So as far our long-term growth, I think will really depend on how many people we start getting through the door next year. Um, but we're in just such a good spot with the vendors that we have and the setup at the show that I think at this point now, we just need to keep putting on consistent, good shows. Um, and the sky could be the limit. I mean, until, until someone tells me differently, we, you know, we got a lot of opportunity here in Philadelphia um, and being partnered with you guys and, and people like sports connection, obviously I think is only going to accelerate things. So sky is the limit we are we are the, the trey lance of car shows right now hell yeah love that i hope that trey lance doesn't like bust out like weeks one and two and people are like listening to this like we're the trey lance of card shows right now it's <laughs> <laughs> a really good point you're like it's too early to tell and i'm like let's comp them right with our card show That's perfect. he throws five picks week one and we're just like ah. at least we're the trey lance of card shows that's right we'll have free wi-fi worst comes to worst you know if four people show up there will be free, free wi-fi so. wi-fi brett is a man of the people um our boys our bros the homies at sports connection the guys he said hey first time long time will the boys <laughs> be boys at the show i wonder if that's john asking the question or amen but like me and Connor are, are are on civil terms right now. There was a little beef before the podcast, but oh, that's not how I like really interpreted that. But, I, but me neither. But that's probably what he meant, actually, Ryan. You're probably dead on. Do you think? Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Keep going, Ryan. I mean, I you just cut me off my train of thought. <laughs> you got you got to be prepared for those moments. Yeah. Well, I I think he was prefacing it by like us beefing in Vegas, and he thinks that the beef was still alive and well, and. The beef was settled probably within a week after that podcast where I just would not talk to this schmuck. But yeah, it's usually not like beef. It's usually like I tell Connor how exactly how I feel. And and he usually tells me how he feels, too. So it's just a very <laughs> honest relationship. So I we're on good terms right now. By the Fishtown card show, there could be a lot of things that could happen. So to say that we'd be boys by then. I'm not going to guarantee anything. It's a day-to-day, -day, right? It's, it's a day-to-day -day situation. It's a day-to-day. -day. It's Whenever... like Trey Lance. Like, he's day-to-day -day right now. If he goes to a preseason game and throws three interceptions, then the fish on car show is shot. Yeah. You I'm guys good. are the Trey Lance of, of brothers. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, we could easily... <laughs> that could be a really good thing or a really bad thing. We just don't know yet. Yep. <laughs> uh, final question... Uh, Fur to Ant, shout out Fur to Ant, true bro. He said, what gave Brett the idea to start the Fishtown Card Show? Like, what's the story behind it? Uh, I think we probably talked about it a long time ago on this pod. It's been a yeah. minute. But, um, yeah, I was a DJ in a past life, which you guys got to check out at the National. Um, yes. So when COVID hit, I really just wanted to figure out something new to do. Uh, when you couldn't do nightlife stuff, I just needed like some sort of outlet to produce some sort of event. And that coincided with me getting back into collecting early on in COVID and just eventually one day being at home, like 
trying to figure out what to do with myself, looking around, seeing cards laying around, uh, just kind of all clicked. And I just started reaching out to people like Ryan and Connor and, and gauging interest. And it seemed like there was nothing like it here inside the actual city. And uh, yeah, here we are a year later, just being some bros. Crazy. The boys will be boys. The bros will be bros. Um, Brett, any is that, is that how you took the question? Like he was like just kind of like as a saying, like the bros will be bros kind of thing. Yeah, well, the boys be boys, aka will yeah. we be on our normal demon time? Are you outside? Are we dumping BS? You know what I mean? Just I like, think we need to come up with a new thing with like, are you outside? Because like that's it's getting to the point where like a lot of people know about it and there needs to be a new thing. Well, like, you can't force a new thing. It has to happen I, naturally. I think there needs to be like a compliment when you make a good deal. Just be like, yo, you were really inside with that deal. I appreciate you, sir. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Hang our, inside. Our, our producer, Danny Dimes, mainly an inside guy. He's mainly always on the inside, just working the working like Nate Diaz in a fight, just fucking working the box. I mean, if you saw Danny Dimes, you would think he was outside for a long time. Oh, yeah. On the outside, he's outside. But on the inside, he's super inside. You know what I mean? No. Well said. Okay. Yeah, I think Brett got it. Um, Brett, final thoughts, final promo. Wait, wait, wait. I got something for Brett. Brett, oh, sorry. we talked about the last time how you were partnering with the Julian Zacherts Foundation. Great call. Has, that's come to fruition with everything, right? Yes. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah, <laughs> we are extremely excited uh, to be partnering with the Zach and Julie Ertz Foundation, in addition to helping promote the show. Um, they're going to be at the show itself, set up, selling different like merch and stuff, not Zach and Julie themselves, um, but people from the Ertz Foundation. They just had a baby. Like They posted on Instagram. An shout out to ago, Madden. So. That's right. Shout out to Madden Ertz. So they will not be at, present at the show. Um, but yeah, they're going to have representatives, representatives there from the foundation, selling Ertz merch and memorabilia. And most importantly, Helps us achieve our goal. We've been trying to get a, a local sports charity involved in the show for a while now. Um, so just know that everyone that shows up, you're going to be helping raise money for the Ertz Foundation, uh, who does some incredible stuff here locally, even though Zach's not here. So thank you for bringing that up. We are very, very excited to be partnering with them. Great partnership. Uh, yeah, my bad for almost cutting that out, but good call, Ryan. Another great save by you during this podcast. Um, you're killing it. You've been um, outside this whole podcast, dude. I, I'm I've been locked in. I've been I'm, I'm inside. I was outside the first Physic, ten minutes. Physically, you're inside, but mentally, you're outside. All right, sure. Um, Brett, any final thoughts? I mean, I'm I'm stoked for the show. We're gonna be promoting it all next week. We're doing the giveaway. Earth's Foundation will be there. The Bros will be dumping. Ryan's making content. The Bros will be bros. Any final words? Yeah, I just want to thank everyone who, like, the amount of people that, like, share our posts and like our stories and, like, tell people about the show completely unprompted. It's it's honestly overwhelming. And I think especially being at National and getting to hang out with everyone and leading up to this show, our, our community around the show and adjacent to the podcast is, is so strong right now. Um, so thank you, everyone that's a part of the show and i'm really really excited to see everybody next week it's gonna be a lot of fun and thank oh, yeah. you for you too because every time i post the card i feel like fish john carter is reposting it on a story and i'm like brett like thank you dude it means a lot that you're thinking about me right now you're very welcome but you know in all seriousness it's just something that we're trying to do to stand out from other card shows being active on social media responding to people right away sharing their posts like that's not by accident uh, that's, you know, very intentional that we're just trying to really be a part of the card community around here. Um, so thank you for bringing that up and we'll, we'll keep sharing your posts for sure. Hell yeah. The bros love the bros. Every bro listening. Thank you for listening. Be at the Fishtown card <laughs> show, August 28th, Rivers Casino, 9am. Uh, we'll see all of you there and, uh, and have a great, even though we're physically going to be inside, just make sure you're not mentally outside. You heard the man. Have a good day. Boom.